Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the, into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them. I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Amen. Amen. Precious Lord, those are some of the most frightening words that anyone would hear that would have the courage to say, Lord, Lord, and to hear, depart from me. But you said it, and that settles it. Father, I just want you to give us understanding of why you said it. What's it mean for me as a believer who prides himself in doing many wonderful works and preaching the word of God? Could I hear those words depart from me? I would hope not, but your word is clear on why you said it. And what you meant by it. And how we as believers can avoid hearing it. So we ask that you open our hearts and minds. And let us yes, receive yes. the word in spirit and in truth. Yes. Father, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 talking about being radical. talking about being radical. It doesn't get any more radical than that. First, The first sermon that I preached in a radical series was radical. It says to the rich young ruler who wanted salvation, who wanted to go to heaven, who had everything this world had to offer, but he wanted to make sure that he went to heaven. Jesus told him, one thing thou lackest, radical, go that way, go home and have a huge estate sale. Sell whatsoever thou hast. And give it away to the poor. How about that? You want heaven? How bad do you want it? Prove to me that you want it. That's radical. And thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come. And I'll give you a cross. For everything that you gave away to the poor. In return, I will give you a cross. And you follow me. How about that? That's pretty radical. Here's, a, here's the first. Here's the second one. If any man come to me. And hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brother and sisters. Yea, in his own life. He cannot be my disciple. How about that one? That would eliminate a whole lot of folks. I heard someone say blood over everything, family over everything. Man, how bad do you want it? 
Then last week we talked about Jesus, another radical saying, he said to, to, to Timothy, not to Timothy, but to Thomas. And Thomas asked him how to get to heaven and where he was going. And Jesus said, I am the way. How about that? The truth and the life. How about that? No man. No man. No one, no, no one that believes in Judaism. No one that believes in Mormonism. No one believes in the Pope. No one believes in Buddha. No one that believes in Allah. He said, no man can come to the Father but by me. But by me. I always, I always think about that. I, I hear a lot of people, everybody saying they're Christian. Can you stand on that one? I got, you know, we got next, next year we got all these people campaigning. And, and they want the Christian vote. They want the church vote. And they say, I'm a Christian. They will never use that verse. Because not only do they need the Christian vote, they need the Buddha vote, they need the Allah vote, they need the Pope vote, the Mormon vote, and the Judaism vote. But today we have something fascinating. This is radical. Jesus is saying, in that day, Many will say unto me, Lord, Lord. How about that? How about that? What's he talking about? And Jesus is going to respond to that person. And he's going to say, I never knew you. Wait a minute. Deacon Jeremy was just praying this morning about God being omniscient. Knowing everything. So how... Can a God that know everything say to a person that I never knew you? What's he talking about? I, that has to that has to resonate in your mind. What's he talking about? But if we look at the scripture and you want to take everything and put it into context, when I say context, I want I want you to bring the verse. What was what made him say that? How about that? For lack of a better word. In the beginning of, of, the, of, the, of this chapter, Jesus says in verse 15, he says, beware of false prophets, okay? Okay. which come to you in sheep clothing, with, but are inwardly ravening wolves. Then he says, and you shall know them by their fruits. False prophets. Produce false followers. Let me say that again. False teachers will produce false followers. That making sense? Should to me. It's making sense to me. Okay. So, so people love false teachers. People love getting their ears tickled. Remember in Isaiah. Now remember, Isaiah was a prophet. He wasn't a false prophet. Okay? He was called by God. Isaiah is the one who seen the Lord high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. And, and Isaiah was changed. He was a changed man. And in Isaiah 30 and 10, he's preaching the gospel. And, and maybe the people didn't know Isaiah was changed. 
But they brought the message to Isaiah. They said, Isaiah, speak unto us smooth things. Prophesy deceased. That's, that's just the word of God. The word prophesy means preach. He said the people were asking Isaiah to stray from God's word and preach us stuff that we want to hear. Now, did Isaiah do it? No. What happened to Isaiah when he did do it? Well, historians say Isaiah was cut in half. Okay? Paul, Paul was beheaded. We know that. But Paul was preaching to the Galatians and the Galatian church didn't really want to hear it. They didn't want to hear what Paul had to say because it, 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 it kind of it confronted their lifestyle. When, when, when the word of God confronts our lifestyle, we sort of like avoid it. I, you know, blame it on the preacher. But if the preacher's preaching the word, it's not the preacher, it's the word. So, so Paul said to the Galatian church in Galatians 4.16, and they got mad at him. And then Paul wrote, am I therefore become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. How about that? Now, these people came to the Lord. They said, Lord, Lord. Okay. You know, people with God talk. I, I meet a lot of people with God talk. They, you know, they can talk God talk. They know a few verses and, and, and they usually stick to them. They only know a few, but they'll stick to them. Okay? The Word of God says, study to show thyself approved. Okay? We have to be careful. We don't want to stand before the Lord. I don't want nobody to stand before the Lord with a verbal claim. Okay, a verbal claim. Lord, Lord. That's what they said. Lord, Lord. Have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. That's verbal. And you can stand before the Lord and say you've done all this stuff. Okay. And, 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 and for the most part, it could look good. We know some people who, doing, who, who, would, who we would think is doing a lot for the Lord, okay? We just had a, I, I just had a pastor, and, and, and he had gotten sick recently, and, and he, made a, he made a profession. And he did it on, he did it on, it was on the news, and he made the thing, Lord, I've done everything for you, why am I, why am I going through, Okay? Let me tell you something. God knows the heart. Okay? God knows the heart. A person can seem like a Christian in the eyes of other people, yet still be considered by God evil. Or you could just be nominal. Anybody ever heard of nominal, that word nominal means? My mother and father... I think it was my mother used the word the most. I don't know if you guys ever heard the word trifling when you was come when we was coming up. I don't know if that was a word that our that our parents used trifling. Um, and 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 I was raised by a marine, so so we was taught that the bed had to be made up when you got out of it. The bed had to be made up. That was just the way it was, I mean, you know. And, and my dad, my mom would come and check. Bed had to be made up. And it couldn't be made up any old kind of way. Okay? And I think that's my mother's word would say, you know, that's trifling. 
That's trifling. I, 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 I guess what, what I want to say here is we don't want to be we don't want to be trifling Christians. Doing the minimum. Doing what's insignificant or just doing nothing. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of Christians who who can't find anything to do. There's an old saying that 20% do all the work in the church. And that's that's historical. That's gone on for forever. And, and, and we look around and we know it's hard to get people to do anything. Okay? But on the, on the day of judgment, on the day of judgment, I don't want you to have a verbal claim of Christianity where you sit there and stand before an all-knowing God and start lying. It ain't going to help you. It may help you down here, but it ain't going to help you there. Listen, listen. Here's what Jesus says. Here's what Jesus says. And I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Okay? Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. So how do we get right with God? I guess that's the question. And, 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 and in John 6, people came to Jesus and they asked Jesus, they asked Jesus, what is, the, what is the Father's will? If doing the Father's will gets us into heaven, what is the Father's will? I think somebody might be like, Pastor, I need to know that before I leave here today. What is the Father's will? Okay? Let me help you. Uh, maybe I'll just preach to myself. Okay. In John 6. How much Bible reading did we do this week? How much Bible reading did we do this week? You don't have to answer out loud, but let's be honest. How much Bible reading did we do this week? Okay. Most of us is praying saying, not enough. All right, I'll just blanket it. Okay. And that applies for me too. In John 6, the people came to Jesus with the question. And they said in John 6, 28, they said, and, and they said unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? How about that? That's a good question. And Jesus answered, said unto them, this is the work of God. Here it is. Here it is. This is the work of God. Verse 29. Anybody want to know? Somebody asks you, well, well, auntie, grandma, sister, cousin, what? I don't know what the work of God is. I don't know what it takes to get to heaven. The Bible says it's the work of God. Here's the work of God. That you believe on him whom he have sent. Mm-hmm. Ain't that good? Jump all the way down to verse 34. All the way down to 34 in chapter John 6. And they said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. Wait a minute. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Okay? He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I say unto you, that you also have seen me and believe not. Uh-oh. There's a problem there. 
All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Wait a minute, let me read that again. Let me read that again. That, that sounds like a question that came up in Sunday school this morning. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Okay? Okay. Now, 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 now the harsh reality of that is, okay, God ain't giving everybody to Jesus. The harsh reality of that is, God can do whatever he want to do. Because he's God. Okay? He's sovereign. Now let me read 37 again with that in mind. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Okay? Now what should maybe our prayer be? Okay? Father, call my young loved one to Jesus. Call him to Jesus. Okay. Verse 38. For I came down from heaven. Here's Jesus. I come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Here we go again. And this is the Father's will which have sent me, that all that of all which he have given me, I shall lose nothing. But she'll raise it up again the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me. Here we go. One more time. One more time. This is the will of him that sent me. What is the will of God? This is the will of him that sent me. What is the will of God? I don't know what the will of God is for my life. Here's the will of God again. And this is the will of him that sent me that everyone would see it the son and believeth on him may have everlasting life and I will raise him up on the last day. And the Jews, and the Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Okay, so these people to get to heaven. Jesus said, Lord, Lord. And they said, Lord, Lord. And he said, depart from me. What was the problem? What was the problem? I hope I'm painting a pretty good picture. Why did Jesus say, depart from me? Listen to their testimony. I done this. I done that. And I done this. Did any one of them folks say? Did any one of them say? Because I believe in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ. Okay? Okay? He would say, well, Lord, Lord, you know, we done this and we done... No, no. Here's the will of God. And this is the commandment. 1 John 3, 23. And this is his commandment. Watch this. That we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. Let me tell you something. Believing on the Lord ain't no easy thing. Talking about Jesus to unsaved folks, that is, they don't even want to hear Jesus' name. 
Folks have gotten away from even saying Jesus' name. You talk to these folks now today, they're more confused than ever because the, the average person knows Jesus, but they want Yahshua, Yahshua, Yahshua. Listen. Listen. Remember when Jesus was preaching? And these people had no relationship with the Lord. They didn't know his son. They didn't, they didn't honor the name of Jesus. They didn't honor Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Jesus was preaching once. Hard preaching. Jesus didn't preach on watered down messages. When, when he preached, they wanted to stone him. They wanted to kill him. Okay, he wasn't no soft peddling compromised guy. He was preaching hard, unpopular messages. His family knew that if he kept preaching like that, they were going to stone him. They were going to crucify him. They were going to spit on him. They were going to put a crown of thorn on his head. They knew that. So he's preaching once. Mark 3, 31. Watch, he's preaching. And there came then his brother and his mother, and standing without, sent unto him, calling him. Now they're outside. Jesus is preaching to a group of people. Probably a large group of people. And his mother and his brethren were outside. In verse 32, the Bible says, The multitude set about him, and, and they said unto him, They interrupted his preaching. And they said unto Jesus, Behold, thy mother and thy brother without seek for thee. Now, now King James Version. What he's saying there is they were outside. And they were saying, Stop preaching to these people and come be with us. You be safe. Maybe they thought he was crazy. Okay. Most preachers are a little crazy. But they didn't want Jesus to continue preaching. And they wanted him to come from where he was at and be with them. And he answered verse 33. And he answered them saying, who is my mother? That's radical too. Who is my mother or who? Or my brethren. How about that? Here's Jesus. Think about that. How about that? You preaching to strangers. You preaching to strangers the gospel. And they are attentive. They are listening. They want to hear the word of the Lord. And your family's outside. And maybe they, maybe they had tickets to Kennywood Park or something. I don't know. But Jesus said. Jesus said. He looked around about them. After they said, your mother and brother are outside. And Jesus looked around about them and said, behold, my mother and my brother. He looked at the people. And he's saying that the people who believe in the Son of God and the Word of God is, are just as beholden to me as my mother and my brother. Matter of fact, we are his family. Okay? Okay? And then he finishes it off. He says, for whosoever shall do the will of God. What is the will of God? Believe on the Son. So for whoever shall believe on the Son or do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and my mother. How about that? How about that? How about that? Jesus said, I never knew you. Who was he saying that to? He was saying that to the disciples who did not believe in the son, but they believed in church. You know, that's popular. You can believe in church more than you can believe in Jesus. 
You can believe in your preacher more than you can believe in Jesus. You can believe in your baptism more than you believe in Jesus. Now, if you ask the average person about their faith, they'll tell you about their church and they'll tell you about their pastor and they'll tell you when they were baptized. You know what you want to hear? You know what you want to hear? Or you know what you want to say? From this day on, if it never crossed your mind and somebody said, ask you about your faith, you say, I believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, that's a game changer. Oh, that'll, that'll, that'll change the conversation. Because I've talked to a lot of people and, 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 and really their conversation about their faith is absent of Jesus Christ. It's absent of Jesus Christ. Okay, Jesus Christ does not dwell in the hearts of a lot of believers. As a believer, it's all about Jesus. Okay, okay. Here's what Paul says, Ephesians three seventeen. He's praying. He's praying for the Ephesian people, and and this is his prayer to the Ephesian people that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Paul said to the Corinthian church, never change his message. Paul said to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 8, 3. But if, a, if any man love God, the saying is known of him. How about that? These people didn't love God. They didn't know him. God didn't dwell. God didn't dwell in their hearts. I asked the question, does God dwell in our hearts? God can't be fooled. God knows, God knows his sheep. He knows his sheep. And God's sheep love being led by God. Now, I always tell y'all, I'm just a Bible thumper. Okay? That's a Bible thumper. I don't know. Isaiah 40 and... 40 and 11. Watch what Isaiah says. He said, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom. He shall gently lead those that are with young. He's talking about the caring and the love that a shepherd has for his flock. And the flock any, anybody who's receiving that kind of love is, is going to embrace it. True sheep, a true sheep love being led. You ain't going to have no rebellious sheep. You ain't have no, if you had a rebellious sheep, you know what the, know what the shepherd would do? Break their leg. Break their leg. And then if, he would break their leg and, the, and he would have to carry that sheep all around. Okay? Well, I've got to do some leg breaking. About that. I mean, you can't go where. See, see, as a sheep, you just can't go everywhere you want to go. Yes, you can't go everywhere you want to go. And, and, and a wayward sheep is dangerous. He's in danger. Why? Because a sheep can't defend itself. A sheep can't. A sheep don't have sharp teeth and sharp fingernails, and you know it don't. It's not like a skunk. Don't have no way of defending itself. Not like a porcupine. She don't have no skills. It's just a walking sandwich. <laughs> That's it. 
That's it. That's all I can do. A wolf don't even hesitate. Oh, that's a sheep. I mean, it don't even hesitate. A wolf pull up on a skunk. He be like, no, 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 no. Porcupine, no, no, no. Wolverine, no. Ain't nobody walking around eating wolverines. And skunks. No, no, no. Jesus said, I, watch this, watch this. He said, Lord, Lord. He says, we've done all this. We've done all that. We didn't cast out demons, okay? Listen, John 14, 10, 14. I am the good shepherd. And know my sheep. So when you step before the Lord, you might just come clean. Don't start to try to get in with some verbal words and I've done this and I've done God knows everything you've done. Okay? And you know what you need to say? I said it already. I believe in the Son of God. I believe that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We just don't want to be mouthy. You know what I mean about mouthy Christians? Just talk, talk, talk. No action. Isaiah, Isaiah said, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts, but their hearts are far from me. How about that? Lip service. Lip service. You ever met a Christian with lip service? They'll serve as long as it don't get too tight. Once it gets tight, then, it, then, they, then, they, then they'll, they'll take off on you. I, I, I've said it a couple times. You know, you don't, you don't hear certain names you don't hear in the Bible. I came up with another one that people don't name their kids. I don't think nobody would name their kids this name. You know, we got hair. Nobody's naming their kids hair. Nobody's naming their kids Haman. Nobody's naming their kids Barabbas. Here's another name that nobody's going to name their kids. Demas. Demas. You don't, you don't know why? Because everybody, I don't care if you don't know the word of God, but if somebody tells you your name is Demas, you're going to say, man, I heard that day. I, I've heard Demas before. What's that name? What's, the, what's that name relate to? Here's what it relates to. Here's what it relates to. And this is why I want nobody to name their kids Demas. Cindy, Cindy and I ever had a, another child, and it was a boy. We wouldn't name it Demas. Okay. Why? Because because Demas was a follower of the of the Lord, but but when it got tough, he got going. Okay, he says in in Second Timothy four ten, for Demas have forsaken me. Why, Paul? Having loved this present world, how about that? And is departed unto Thessalonica and Christian and Galatia. Listen, let me tell you something. The world will never give you a break. The, the world will constantly call you. The world, and, and, and when I say the world, he'll call you through people, family, friends, always a party, always something to do, always somewhere to go, always. That's what the world do. That's what the world do. It fills that God void with stuff, okay? You meet a worldly person, you meet a worldly person, and they always into something. They always on a plane, always on a bus, always on, on a vacation, a trip, because they trying to they trying to get happiness. They, they want to be happy. They want to be entertained. I sit here and talk to people with little kids. I, I know my parents didn't do it. 
And I can look around this room, and I know none of y'all's parents did it. We didn't have to be constantly entertained. We didn't have to be constantly entertained. Bounce around, swimming here. I mean, just constantly. I got to entertain these kids. Listen. My dad would give us a stick, a bucket. We'd make something to do out of it. We could find something to do out of it. But now, it's just, let me entertain you. I got to entertain these kids constantly. I mean, I, I'd say my heart goes out to these young families. And that's all they do. And it's expensive entertaining kids. It's expensive. Here's, 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 here's Revelation 22, 14. Watch this. Watch this. These people got turned away. They got turned away. I don't want y'all to get turned away. I don't want nobody listening to me online on sermon audio. I don't want you to get turned away. I want you to, I, I believe we ought to have confidence when we stand before the Lord. We ought to be confident that he's going to allow us into his kingdom. How about that? I, I believe that. I, 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 that, would, that would terrify me if I thought that I could do something in, in this life after God saved me that, that I could be live off my whole life and be misled and get to heaven and God say, I never knew you. That's, that's some frightening stuff. Okay? Blessed are they that do his commandments. Okay? That they may have a right to the tree of life. Did I get y'all the verse? Revelation 22, 14. That they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. How about that? Amen. How about that? People, people, people look at blessed today as stuff. Toys, and cars, and houses, and good kids. Okay, you you hear people? I'm blessed. I got I got a beautiful wife. I got beautiful kids. You know, I got a good job. I got I got. I mean, all the blessings is all about stuff. Okay, you never hear somebody say, "Blessed are the persecuted." You never hear somebody, "Blessed are the poor in spirit." Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You know, they, I ain't talking about that kind of. See, you 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 a Bible thumper. I'm talking about. The blessing, I got new clothes, I got new shoes, I got a new car, I got a new house, I'm going on a cruise. Look at God, listen. I mean, I'm blessed. I got, you know, I got I got I got my hair done, I got my nails done. Oh man. No, man. Get your blessing right. Them blessings don't mean nothing. They're gonna leave them right down here. Here's the blessings that you want. Somebody say, well, you know what? You go to Christian, you go to church, but you don't look like you're blessed. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Here's what the word of God says. Blessed are they that do his commandments. And I'm doing my best. Some days are better than others. But I'm doing my best. Watch this. Are you blessed, folks? Are you blessed? <laughs> Listen, I know it's difficult. Fake Christians. I shouldn't use that word fake. I don't know what other words to use. When I start looking at the word used for fake, fake, that comes up. But listen, what's another word for fake? Can I use this? That's not so, so dogmatic. Let me see. Um, false. How about that? Thank you. For false Christians, okay, whom Jesus never knew. So he said, I never knew you. Here's why. False Christians 
will never produce the fruit of the Spirit. Let me say that again. Okay. False Christians will never produce the fruit of the Spirit. Think about people you know. Okay? Who you know. Don't know, don't care about the things of God. Not interested in talking about Jesus. Not interested in going to church. Not interested in, in having a Bible devotion at home. Not even, they wouldn't be interested in playing Bible trivia. Okay? No interest in the things of God. They will never produce the fruit of the Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love. Y'all know this. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. Gentleness. Goodness. Faith. Meekness. Temperance. You know what they're going to produce? You know what they're going to produce? They're going to produce the works of the flesh. This is, we don't say, oh, you, don't, you don't want to be judgmental. No, no, I, I'm, just, I'm just saying. If we got in our car today and start heading down to Columbiana County, start going to White House Farms and all that, you know what? It's booming. It's the, it's the most wonderful time of year if you're a farmer, okay? Because you'll, you'll, you'll get the tomatoes is out, the peppers is out, the apple trees, I mean, the peaches and zucchini and squash. I mean, it's just abundant. Because that is what the, that is what the land is producing. Okay? A person that's in the flesh, here's what they're going to produce all the time. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, reveling, and such like. Of the which I tell you before and I have also told you in time past that they which do such things. We can't even say this no more. Shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't judge, pastor. You can't judge, you know. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm just going to preach this Bible and get out the way. Amen. Okay? Now listen, God, 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 ain't, God don't want any of us to go to hell. God does not want any of us to go to hell. He don't want nobody to go to hell. How, how, how do I know that? Because I got the word of God said so. Okay? The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish. How about that? But that all should come to repentance. Never going to happen if we don't preach to them. It's never going to happen if we don't preach to lost souls. If we don't tell them the seriousness of their situation. It won't happen. It won't happen. We are, we are required to preach the gospel. Not just me. And we just sit there and watch our loved ones die and go to hell. How about that? Those who are told to depart 
have rejected God's eternal purpose. He God, God, God comes to everybody and God tells everybody, there's not a person you know who doesn't know the truth about why Jesus came to this earth. Jesus came to die for our sins. That's what he came for. He came to die for our sins. Listen. Listen. Why don't people come to the Lord? Why? Somebody say, why don't people come to the Lord? Here, here, here's why. Here's why. John 3, 19. He doesn't say here. You know, I don't have to quiz people I know. I don't, I don't have to. Here's why. And this is the condemnation. The light is coming to the world. Hear about that. And men loved darkness rather than light. There it is. Now, as I close, I am closing. But not without some of these wonderful verses. I could speak on them all day. It would be wonderful for Wednesday night just to sit there and look at these verses and say, why did Jesus say depart? Why did Jesus say depart? No faith in the Son. That is why he said depart. So if he said it to those folks, he's still saying it today. Okay? Romans 1.17, listen. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Period. Okay? So you're going to heaven. If you think you're going to heaven, okay? The just shall live by faith. Okay? Faith mean what? Faith in God. Faith in the fact that Jesus sent his only begotten son to this world. That's what it means to live by faith. It doesn't mean that you believe in yourself. It means that you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. He that believeth on the son have everlasting life. Just... And, and then believing is an action word. It's not a word that, you know, well, you know, I believe. It's not like Art Kelly. It's not that kind of belief. It's a, a believing that transforms your life. He that, he that believeth is a new creature. When, the, when we talk about the prodigal son this morning, when he left the wilderness, when he left the far country, he left as a believer. Never to be changed again. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident why Paul, again, the just shall live by faith. Well, I can't even talk about faith without this verse. And it's the last one I have. Okay. Paul, on his deathbed, the next person that knocks on Paul's door could be the people that's coming to handcuff him, take him in, in to the guillotine and chop his head off. Here's Paul. Last letter he writing to Timothy. Knowing that he's going to be beheaded. They are, he's, on, he's on death row. And here's what he says to Timothy. 2 Timothy 4, 7, last verse. I have fought a good fight. I like that. I, I, I would hope that all of us, when we stand before the Lord, I don't want us to say, well, I fought a bad fight. I could have done more. Now, you, don't want to, you don't want to be in that position. I could have done more. I, I could have done a lot more. I, 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 I was a slacker. No. 
No, I want, I want us to say this. I fought a good fight. I fought a good fight. I fought all 15 rounds and, and I gave it everything I had. I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Here we go. Here we go. I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. And then Paul, with, with Paul, with all boldness, with all, with all boldness, he says this, because he knew the Lord. Henceforth, because I kept the faith, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And then for all of us, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearance. How about that? That love his appearance. Do you love his appearance? Are you waiting for him to come? Listen, I, I, I'm almost reluctant. I'll be sick. I'll be sick. I'll be on my deathbed. And, and I don't want y'all praying that God heal my body and all that. Just pray. Give me strength to transition into the next life. That's all. Precious Lord. Precious Lord. Just want to say thank you this morning. Thank you for your strength and your power and your grace and your mercy and your love. Give me the strength to fight the good fight. Don't let the devil take my faith. Don't let him pull and tug on it. Let me keep it, Father God. Not with my strength, but with your strength. Father, I say thank you this morning for the word of God, for the songs of God, for the prayers of God. And I ask you to be with us, folks, Father God, as we go out into this mean world. Give us strength to face it. Give us strength to testify. Give us strength to live for God in a fallen world. Father God, thank you in Jesus' name.